Bring spring color inside this season with Bare Premium Plus paint starting at $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. Add a pop of blue to your kitchen with the Bare exclusive color Arrowhead Lake. Or a splash of Amazon jungle to your living room. Bring a cool breeze to your bathroom with sea glass. Whatever your inspiration, start your spring with durable colors that last all season with Bare Premium Plus paint starting at $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to another episode of Modern Manners Guys Quick and Dirty Tips for a More Polite Life. On today's episode, I have two of my favorite people on the internet, Grandma Gail and Kim Merstein, the co-hosts of Excuse My Grandma. So Kim and Gail, welcome to the show. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. Good to see you. I had to give Grandma Gail the first shot. Sorry, Kim. You know. (laughs) Well, it's it's age before beauty. Let's put it there. There you go. There you go. Well, it's, it's funny because for those of you that don't know, Gail and Kim, and I will, uh, I'll let them do an intro, but I came across them through social media scrolling. I found it to be insanely hilarious as a Jewish guy myself listening to a grandmother give advice. I can, you know, I had that more, I get it from my mom right now too. So it's always good and always funny to hear what um, they both have to say. But uh, Kim, can you just let us know how, start off with really how the podcast came about? Yeah. Well, I'm happy you find it relatable because that's definitely the reason we continue to create content. But it first started, I guess it's almost been three years right. now. I don't know where the time pandemic. went. Pandemic. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. During the early days of the pandemic, I live in New York City, but I went to live with my grandparents in Florida. And I was actively going on a lot of dates and my grandma was getting very involved in all of it, um, as she does with most things in my life. But we realized all the generational differences when it comes to dating and relationships in today's world versus the last time my grandma was single, which was in the 1963. <laughs> so, you know, there's been a lot of differences, dating apps, ghosting, all of these things we deal with today. So we started our podcast together first to kind of educate each other. Um, and then we started TikTok and Instagram shortly after that and mm-hmm. continue to grow our audience. And have fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does sound like you guys have a lot of fun together, which I love. Uh, you know, the, the family aspect of it is very sweet to watch. And I do think that's awesome. But I know you you really kicked things off with the podcast talking about the generational gap and the generational difference between, you know, Grandma Gail's days and present day. Mm-hmm. So, Gail, what do you think is the biggest difference that you've realized that is something that you find to be the most annoying? Well, I don't know if it's the most annoying, but the biggest difference is that in general, couples didn't sleep together before they got married. So that was a, you know, a generational thing. I mean, because you you feared being coming pregnant and um, you just didn't do it. It wasn't part and you certainly didn't live together. That was uh, a taboo. Nobody would mm-hmm. go back to their mothers and said, oh, I think I'm going to move in with Harvey. <laughs> but the truth is that really is the big difference. And 
I can understand why we've generated a whole different way of living and dating now. And mm-hmm. actually, I think it's for the better because in those days, you know, we, we went out of one family. We went from our parents to our husbands and we really never were exposed to the world. Most of us didn't work. We worked as, as a mother and at taking care of our children. And that was a full-time job. And we were, liked it. I mean, I liked it. I don't know if all the women liked it, but I did like it. Uh, so that was, the, I, I would say, when, that's the biggest difference that I would say between dating then and Yeah, and now. I just think now because of that, like people play the field more and like get married later in life uh-huh. and um, no have more relationships and sexual experiences and all of these things yeah, we before didn't have that. they actually settle down. Right. And, yeah. Right. I'm not sure settling down. I'm not still sure. I'm not convinced that just because you've slept around more and had more experiences that you have a better life. And I do believe that uh, young marriages were very beneficial in the fact that you could start families younger. And when you're younger, you have more patience. There's no question in my mind. A 40 or a 50-year-old woman or man are not as good with young children. They don't have the patience. They're they're in the middle of a career. They're they're doing all kinds of – they've already done – Comparing like 25 and 35. That's a difference. There's a difference. Yeah, we still have energy. You have energy, but you're losing your patience. And a lot of times. I already lost my patience like years ago. I know. But not only that, I'm not only losing patience, but I think you're at a different point in your careers. So, you know, you get very, very successful or you're doing well. And it's very hard to be up all night with a crying baby. Uh, So I think there are lots of pluses and minuses. I'm not. The scoring is still out on all this stuff for me. You know, I've talked to you in the past about this, but you also on TikTok and Instagram and with the podcast talk about the 50s and the old time and the Roman, that that Hollywood romance lifestyle of, you know, as a manners guy, I dig that kind of that, that old Hollywood style too. But what do you think is missing from modern, the way modern people are dating today or me and really what you're finding to be like the biggest difference from that era. Yeah, I think so. Yes, we've talked about this. And I think there's like two things going on. One is that I'm sure when you're comparing today's real life to the 50s real life, we probably lost some chivalry in there, some social norms, you know, Mm -hmm. I don't think guys can definitely get away with like, not paying and not opening the door for you and not doing those things now. That would have never happened. happened. But then we're also (laughs) making the comparison between like 1950s Hollywood um, that we're kind of glorifying. And then today. And also the rom-coms today, which are ridiculous. True. You watch Hallmark, you'd think everybody is falling in love on a, on a mountain in a chalet. I mean, it's, you know, so we're having the same (laughs) fantasy. But sometimes I think when you're looking back to that time, you might think like the better days of the past, it was like that and kind of buy into it a little bit you know, the look across the room and someone's very charming and Cary Grant-esque. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of us kind of like want that, but yeah, who knows? Complete that fantasy. That's the complete fantasy of what these girls want. <laughs> and the guys too, because you can't have Spencer Tracy was a drunk and yet he was in love and was on the screen with, with Catherine Hepburn and they were romanticizing, but real life, it was a mess. And if you go through all those Hollywood stars, which of course we don't, because we don't want to ruin our illusions from rock cuts and down, you know, there were no star. They were, it was all pretend. It was yeah. in a studio.
Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Bring spring color inside this season with Bare Premium Plus paint starting at $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. Add a pop of blue to your kitchen with the Bare exclusive color Arrowhead Lake. Or a splash of Amazon jungle to your living room. Bring a cool breeze to your bathroom with sea glass. Whatever your inspiration, start your spring with durable colors that last all season with Bare Premium Plus paint starting at $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Let's say you're at the date right now and, you know, you're sitting down there and this guy doesn't really want to open up. Is that something that you find to be common and a bit of a turnoff or is it like, okay, look, we just met and that's okay, right? It's got their own reserve. Yeah. I don't think I expect someone to open up on a first date. What I guess, again, it's like, what does open up mean? Like if they're sitting there and I'm like, where'd you grow up? They're like around, and I'm like, like, then I'd be like, what the hell? But if it's like, they don't want to get into their like family dynamics or any sensitive subjects, like, of course that's, that's okay. But I think yeah. it depends also, maybe you're the kind of person who likes to get deep with someone pretty quick and whatever. And then they're not, that's probably just not a good match for you after a while. But I think only like by the like third date, you should kind of be expecting for someone to give you a little bit more than just surface. And if then they are to surface, then maybe that's like not for you. But I think that you can't like expect someone to tell all their deepest, darkest secrets. And who wants to know that on a first date? Yeah, if they did, it would be be a little bit, yeah, that's a red flag. Yeah. I think we discussed that with somebody recently, one of the uh, coaches that was saying that, uh, you know, if a guy does come out off like that, oh, or yeah, the, or, you know, yeah. or, or a woman, you know, then they really need some outside help. You're not there to analyze his right. personal It's like you problems. want them to be like honest and real with right. you, but then if they sit down and dump everything on you, there's like, okay, there's something actually probably going on. Going on. Yeah. They need yeah. I mean, help. that's not good to do with anybody in any passing. I mean, that's so I definitely would, I, I would imagine that would just be a big red flag coming from the gate. And you mentioned the one thing that, you know, Kim, you mentioned when you talk to your text, your friends, if you're waiting there or things like that, are you a fan of when people do text during a date or I know not fan, but how rude on a level of one to 10, do you find that? If it was a first date, I would really not like that. If you like already kind of been going out with a person and they say like, you know, you're, you're less dialed in, like on the person and you're kind of like, Oh, one second, let me respond to something. That's fine. But I think if it's more than like once or twice for the two hours you commit to sitting across to someone for at first Mm -hmm. drink or for dinner, I would find it rude. I I wouldn't rate it a 10. I'd probably give it like a six. So here's another scenario. And Gail, I'm interested to hear what you think about it too. So let's say that you're out with some friends or girlfriends, your guys are out and you're at a restaurant. Is it, 
rude for somebody to come up and approach you and a group of people. I don't think, well, you know what? I'm not in the dating scene. I don't know how these people date anymore. That to me would be something that I, I can't imagine a a guy would come over to a table with a bunch of girls and signal one person out. That to me just doesn't, that, that doesn't fly with me, but I'm not big on all this kind of dating and all the apps and all this stuff. I still like the old fashioned setups and, um, meeting somebody, either a friend recommends or yeah. whatever. Uh, so I don't know about that kind of dating. But I, as far as fans coming up, they can come up to me all the time. <laughs> like, let me tell you about my fans. Not dating. Like, that's not, not dating. Not dating. Telling me no, we to watch us. That's, that's what I like. Yeah. No, we know Poppy's got it locked down. By the way, I know everybody wants to meet Poppy as well. You mentioned the part about the friends. And I always find offering friends advice to be a very touchy subject when it comes to whether it's rude or not. Like my friends, it's an open book. I hope, I hope that they are free to tell me what's going on, good or bad. Mm-hmm. In what process do you think it's fair to tell a friend, like, look, this person is not right for you? Like off the gate I do, or? I don't believe anybody should do that. Really? I, I, really, I really think that's it's because, you know, two people can have chemistry that other people don't realize what goes on. And uh-huh. um, I, they can say, you know, give their opinion that uh, this might not be the person I would choose for you, but you have to make that choice. Not, you know, everyone, that's why there's so many people marrying so many different other people. <laughs> if everybody liked the same person, there would be no, there would be no variety. I think that. it depends also how bad it is. Like if, Oh, if somebody's like, abusive. No, no, of course. Well, yeah, of course. Yeah. But I think it's like, I've had like, um, not boyfriends, but like situationships that I would introduce to friends and you can kind of tell when they're not like obsessed with somebody. Like it's all the way you say it. Like if if they're like, Oh yeah, they're nice. Versus if they're like, I totally see this for you. Like what a good match. Like you can kind of suss that out. And I think only like with one boyfriend have my friends. And that was after I complained for months and months and months Mm -hmm. my friends like, yeah, you should probably get out of this. And I don't think they would have said something if I wasn't the one already saying problems. Like if your friends, like I'm so in love, I'm so happy. And you just don't like the guy. Like you can't say anything. It's just, if it's like hurting your friend. Yeah. I think there, I think there's a fair line between trying to, you don't want to upset your friend, but then again, you want to look after your friend. And the worst thing to happen is this thing goes down to the wire and you're like, I got to spend the rest of my friend's life with this person. You're like, it's this not is about you. Well, the truth is, it's yeah. not about the friend. Very good but point. Often, yeah. And very often, and I've said this to Kim many times, and I've lived through it. The friends you had in college are friends from college. They don't necessarily have to be friends when you're married. And the friends mm-hmm. that you're married might not be friends with when you're a widow or when you get divorced because you have different stages in your life. If you're very, very lucky to have a friend that goes through your whole life, and I have maybe two that have known me since I'm a young child till now, but that's a rarity because your lives take different roads and you go in different ways. You can still like her as a friend. So I, I think your friends have to, you have to see. But you don't drop your friends just because you don't drop them. Boyfriend, no, no, no. You don't drop them, but sometimes your life changes and their life changes, and it doesn't. You don't go together. Your your friend might not have a boyfriend that gets along with your boyfriend. So you know what? That that's just circumstances. That's just nature, and you can't make that happen. You know, unless you date each other's friends. Yeah. I mean, that's the only uh, answer with that. 
But um, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like you could have an individual friendship with the person, but right. you're not doing double dates. Exactly. It's exactly. like unfortunate, yeah. but I guess yeah, but that's life. You get coffee and right. Don't you see them on your own. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I will say, I mean, I've seen. You know, I'm fortunate to have a lot of friends that I've had, you know, for, you know, decades now. But when I had kids, right. you know, when you start hanging out with other parents, parents. and it's just, you know, we do weekend sports and, right. you know, I'm, I'm that soccer lacrosse dad. So you see these people more often than between that and work, more often that you see like friends you've had forever. That becomes your friend base. Because yeah. that's a common interest. Your children are your basically your primary interest. So the parents who have the same, the children in the class are naturally going to be your friends. It might not be the same friend as you had yeah. growing up, but they are still the people you see the most of. And speaking of people you see the most of, so I want to say, set up an example for you, a scenario, and I want to see what your take is on it, Kim, and also Grandma Gail. But let's say you are out with somebody and it's a second date. And you see a group of friends, like another table comes in. What do you think is the right way to introduce this person to them? Oh, that's good. I I run into that a lot. I always just say, like, let's say his name is um, Sam. (laughs) Let's go back to Harvey. Harvey. Harvey Harvey could be our name today. Harvey from Palm Beach. Yeah. I'll just say, hi, guys. Like, this is Harvey. So I wouldn't have to say, like, this is my friend Harvey. This is my boyfriend Harvey. This is the guy I've gone on 10 dates with Harvey. You just like, and these are my friends from Cornell, whatever. I think that's the easiest way to do it. It gets hard when then the group is like, oh, how do you guys know each other? Yeah. You'd be like, it's our second date. <laughs> I don't know. It's not embarrassing. Right. So Because they're going through it too. Or they've been through yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Now, the other part to the question uh, when you see people out, is it rude or what would you do if that if the person you're dating did not introduce you that way? When if they introduced to who you are, you know, or they weren't so eager to say that you're on a date, they kind of just you could tell they were rushing through it. How would you react to that? No one would ever like lie about like who I like. They wouldn't they wouldn't lie about it being a date. But sometimes yeah. like what happens is a friend of theirs comes over to the table and they say, "Hi, how are you?" And they don't introduce me at all. Well, that's yeah, that's rude. That happens all the time. I feel like really, uh, really, yeah. Like, do you find that rude? I would think that's pretty rude. I do too. Oh, I think it's rude. Like, I would say I have to tell them it's rude. Yeah, I'm trying. I don't think it's happened recently, but I feel like that's definitely happened before. And I think I've probably done it too. In that, it's like sometimes you're like, like sort of flustered, or you don't even remember like how you know the people who came over to you. Like, yeah, like, oh, that's different. Like, let's say it's sometimes like my know. parents' friends, and I don't even like know. And I'm like, hi, how are you doing? And like, then they keep walking. Like, I'm not gonna be like, wait, while you walk to your table, let me introduce <laughs> you to my second date. Like, I barely know them. Right. Well, that's different. If it's like my friend, like, of course. But if it's like a loose connection, like, why do I have to introduce them? Whenever I, whenever I can't remember somebody's name, and like I'm with somebody and see somebody coming over, I'm always like, hey, real quick, just introduce yourself first, so they can yeah, say your yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, I can't, I can't do it. I have that secret. It's always, I, I would tell somebody. I'll be like, you know, how do you spell your how do you spell your name again? And they would always do the whole thing, right? And then I did this one time with somebody at work, and, <laughs> and I and I've known this guy for years, and I'd seen him out, and I was like, I was like, Steve, uh, I was like, how do you spell your name again? And he's like, Smith. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, oh, I'm like all right, man, look, I'm like, here's what I do. Okay, it's a little, I forget people's last names sometimes, and I, so I played it off, and he was a good guy, but I was just like, it, that was the only time it's backfired. I guarantee it's a go-to for the record. On your scale of is it rude or not, let's say that, you know, a guy meets up with you at a bar and you're with four girlfriends. Mm -hmm. Is it rude if he doesn't buy 
everyone around the drinks? Such a good one. I think I take a mental note if the guy doesn't buy it for everybody, but uh-huh. it's super rare that they do. And Really? I would think the opposite, but I mean, it's interesting. I would have thought somebody would try to like show off by doing that. Yeah, you would think. And it, I mean, this happened last summer. I went to a bar out in Montauk. I didn't even know the guy. He just like came over and introduced himself to me. Like he wanted to get to know me. And he was like, can I buy you a drink? And then didn't buy it for the two girls I was with. But I, at that point, I'm not going to be like, you're not going to buy one for my friends because it's not really my job. And then eventually when he walked away, my friends were like, that was pretty rude. Like we, we would all say how rude it is afterward, but it doesn't always happen. Like also I'm trying to think when you're meeting your friend's boyfriends for the first time, mm-hmm. like sometimes I feel like they want to come off well and they should get everybody drinks and things. Usually in that situation they do, but I feel like not always either, but I, I always take a mental note. So I feel it's, it's hard because it's like you're not going to judge someone for not spending a lot of money, but it yeah. is just like the thought and the manners at that point. You have a lot of friends who really do yeah. do that all the time. They're overly generous with, with everybody's friends. And yeah. I, I find it amazing because they end up treating all or everybody who's with their girlfriend. And yeah. that's not fair either. Maybe I'm comparing it to, to some of my to friends some of who are amazing with that are. way, but others aren't. And then it's like kind of awkward. Well, then you don't want to Excuse me, paying for stuff. I want, list. let's, the low hanging fruit, the topic of all, should the guy always pay when he's taking somebody out? Yes. But they don't have to, it doesn't have yeah. to be expensive. I mean, they could go for an ice cream. Or they can go for for anything. They could go for cotton candy and on a boardwalk. Uh, but mm-hmm. I do think if the fellow is initiating the date, that he should be paying reasonably for a long period of time uh, until you're really a couple. And then when you're a couple, I think you know you, you can make dinner it. and and do other things for. Him. I do think the man should be paying. If you're a forty year old woman. In a workplace, I'm not talking about somebody who's in their 20s, who's, you know, relatively new on the scene of dating. But if you've been around the block and you're a successful woman in business and I find that I'm attracted to a man who is in business uh, that's a similar business, I don't see anything wrong with want to have dinner. And then if she said it, put your credit card on the table and pay for it. Or says no, don't. What if she didn't have a good job? Then she wouldn't ask him. So she can't ask somebody out unless she has a good job? No, she can. But she, then she would do something appropriate to have what she can afford. Then okay, she, so no matter she what. Pick, she should pick it up if she's initiated. The I date. don't know, though, because, like, let's say, guys, I'm going out with, like, now. Let's say the first three dates they paid. And then I'm like, are we going to do something this week? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, okay, great. Let's go to um, this restaurant. I'll, I'll grab the reservation. I'm, not, I'm still not paying for the date. Well, but you have to know the guy's circumstances. Yeah, I don't think I don't think you would do this if you didn't know his circumstances, right? Or or yeah. or if he if he's able to pay, or he evidently wants you to make the reservation. There are some fellows, and including your your grandfather, would never have done that. He made all he still oh, is right. making all the yeah. reservations. He likes to do it himself, and so does your father. So it depends on the type of man you end up with. Some people like to be in control. If he says, Kim, you make it, I'm busy, or I, I, you, you know the restaurant scene better than I know it, then then fine, do it. But, I mean, a lot of men really like to do that. That's yeah, something I think that they, they still like to do. do. I don't know when I've made a reservation for a date. But sometimes it's not like a date, a reservation kind of date. Like, let's say it's like, let's grab 
like uh, a bite and walk around or whatever. That's still a date. Yeah. No, no, sorry. I mean, we're just gonna we're gonna walk in somewhere. We're not gonna make a relationship. Still a date. No, I know it's a date, but who? Like, I didn't make it. He didn't make it. There was no reservation. Well, you could offer to pay yeah. if you feel like it. I don't. I don't think there's a right or wrong, but I think most men feel that it's their their thing. They've initiated okay. the evening and they want to pay for it. And it's an old fashioned way of of living. I mean, I don't know today if it's completely changed. Still pretty expected. Okay. I think it's more now. Do I do the fake? Like, can I split it with you? <laughs> Okay, so what if they say, what if Harvey's like, yeah, sure, go ahead. You can split it with me. Yeah. I'll, I'll split it with him, but then I won't go on a second date. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have that one. <laughs> someone, someone said, oh, he was like, oh, I, I heard like feminism nowadays. Sure, put the card in. I, I said, really? I should have just done it. And then he's like, okay, I'll just do it. I don't know. It was, it was, that was bad. That was awkward. So, well, okay, another thing about the restaurant. And let's say you're dating somebody and you go out to a restaurant and you see that person out with somebody else while you're out with somebody else. Do you acknowledge them? Or do you just... Like, an, like a, someone you've gone out with already? Yes. Yeah. You know, you're, yeah, you've gone, like, you and Harvey have gone on two dates. Well, you're not going, you're not steady. So you're, not, you're not exclusive. You're not exclusive. You're not exclusive. So, you know, Harvey's out with somebody else. No. Oh, it's really awkward. That's never happened to me. It hasn't? Gone on a, been actively dating someone and then seen them on a date? With somebody yeah. else? No. Really? No. I, maybe I've, I'll see someone at a bar or something, but not like with somebody to, else. With, no, no, not with somebody really? else. Okay, so let's say you did. How would you go about that? Is it proper just to kind of walk past, ignore them, or? No. Oh, wait, now I, this has happened to me. Now that I'm thinking about it, um, in that case, I ignored. But I think uh, ideally, I would just be like, "Hi," and exactly. keep walking. But not any like stop and chat and be like, "So who's this?" Not, right. None of that. Right. Yeah, but what happens if, let's say, for example, you and Harvey are going on, you know? A couple dates already, and he's got like an office party or something like that, but he doesn't ask you. Is this something that you think should be a turnoff or? That wouldn't bother me. No. Um, like maybe if he was going to a wedding and he has a plus one and he didn't, but then how would I know he had a plus one unless he. What if he told you, like, he goes, yeah, well, I, you know, I have this wedding this weekend or I have a wedding coming up in like, like a month. And, but he doesn't say anything. And the month comes closer and you found out he had a plus one. That wasn't me. Or no. Well, he didn't, he didn't take any So that he had the option to bring a plus one. Yeah. Um, I, depends if I liked him. Well, I, I'd be annoyed. I think if I really liked him, I'd be upset and wonder like where he sees this going. Like why? Yeah. But if it's like really early days and you've only got yeah. a few dates, like I definitely don't expect to meet his friends and his family, like, and go to a weekend together at someone's, but like, I think it'd have to be kind of serious. What ha- What's the time frame you think for somebody to be okay to meet the friends and the family? When's Grandma Gail get to meet Harvey? Really, I think like down the line. Like, I think unless it was just a happenstance, like, uh, ha- she was here when he picked me mm-hmm. up, kind of thing. But I think with friends, I introduce guys to friends before I'm boyfriend and girlfriend most of the time. So early, um, at least after probably like four or five dates family not until probably you've been like boyfriend and girlfriend you're not going to say like this is a guy i'm seeing like you want to say this is my boyfriend um so it just depends when that is in your relationship so as soon as you're like exclusive so speaking about making sure you can just introduce somebody to gail one thing you you talk about is i've seen gail on tiktoks and all the grandma gail's rules but about stop looking for perfect 
or and I'm I'm summarizing what she was saying, but you know, stop looking for this perfect thing because nobody's perfect and you're never gonna find perfect. So Gail, what in your mind is the perfect future grandson in law? Well, we talk about this all the time. Kimmy and I have a completely somebody you enjoy spending time with. And I think it's uh, a, a I agree related, with that. Uh, yeah, but it's a relationship that you develop. Maybe it takes months of going out to find that you have common interests. You like to do things together. You develop common interests together, mm-hmm. which is what which is what I did with my husband. We had no interests in common. I didn't like sports. He didn't like museums. So now we both like yeah. the same. We we do it a little bit of each. Um, I think I think what is something. It, you know, I'm not about that it has to be the person that sends a spark across the room, but you have to be somewhat attracted to them or say that um, this is somebody I think I could have a wonderful future with, whether it be because he's smart, whether he is attentive and kind. I mean, kind to me is very big. They think of you first. Uh, you know, if he's always thinking about his friends and he says, oh, listen, I got to go to a football game and there's no time for you in that schedule, then he's not for you. I mean, in my opinion, you have to be first on the list as you should be giving him priority. So um, I think it takes a little bit of a little effort today. It doesn't happen instantaneously. And uh, I think that's where the young people... Uh, especially the 20-somethings, don't have the patience to give it a little time. It's not going to happen the yeah. first, second, or third date. It just doesn't, I don't think. And um, so I think you have to build on a relationship. Um, yeah, I don't think anyone thinks that relationships are going to happen after the first date. Um, I think everyone agrees that that takes time. I think they think chemistry yeah. is going to happen on the first date. Didn't we learn from somebody there is no chemistry? Chemistry is something you build on together. No, you. they were saying <laughs> something else, and you made them say that after you bullied them. <laughs> oh, I was a bully? I have to agree, I have to agree with Kim on this. You're not going to – if there's no spark or that chemistry, you're not going to say, you know what, let's give it five more tries. And five, oh, that's what she thinks. Yeah, I don't, she thinks you ten dates, and then ten? on the tenth date, the chemistry. Yes, and then the chemistry will be there. Yeah. Oh, by then, I mean at that point, yeah. I mean, you probably never seen. You have no choice at that point. I mean, it's not about like settling. I guess this is what it is now. It's about like finding the connection yeah. because it's a real connection, not because you forced it. That's fair. Yeah, and I, look, I think that at the end of the day, there's a lot that you find so attractive about Grandma Gail's era that I really believe we need to bring back. And I think that's okay to, there's something, when I was talking about like manners and etiquette, stuff like that, and, you know, yes, I like to poke fun at the annoying person in the Starbucks line or, you know, Uber, people in Ubers that are acting obnoxious, stuff like that. But when it really comes down to it, it's about how you, how you really treat people. And I, I firmly believe that. And the fact that, um, you know, it's cool to be able to be all right with treating people well. I don't, I think that that there's this whole, this macho jerk mentality to me is just uh, the bad boy vibe, bad girl vibe. Yeah, it feels nice to be treated nicely. Like, no one, I think everybody wants someone to actually like like them and treat them well, unless they have severe self hatred. And I firmly believe there's a Harvey out there right now listening to this. And (laughs) he's going to be like, wow, you know, this just hit on everything I was thinking about. So. I'll keep you updated, Richie. <laughs> That'll be good. <laughs> All right, Grandma, Gail, and Kim, thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate it. Before we leave, quick, tell us where we can find you online. Plug the socials. Thank you. You can find us where Excuse My Grandma on TikTok, Instagram, 
we're, our podcast is also called Excuse My Grandma, and we're everywhere that you listen to podcasts. All right. Thank you, everyone, so much for joining me. My name is Richie Freeman, Modern Manners Guy, and please check out Excuse My Grandma. I promise you it's hilarious. You'll love it and keep them in your mind. All right, everyone. Take care. I'll see you next time. All right, everyone. I love to hear your comments, so please drop me a line, manners at quickanddirtytips.com. Modern Manners Guy is a quick and dirty tips podcast. Thank you to the awesome team at Quick and Dirty Tips, Adam Cecil, Morgan Christensen, Holly Hutchins, Davina Tomlin, and my producer, Dan Firebrand. I'm your host, Richie Freeman. Please drop me a line anytime. For more questions about this show, visit quickanddirtytips.com or check out the show notes in your podcast app. Thanks again and keep it proper. Bring spring color inside this season with Bare Premium Plus paint starting at $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. Add a pop of blue to your kitchen with the Bare exclusive color Arrowhead Lake or a splash of Amazon Jungle to your living room. Bring a cool breeze to your bathroom with sea glass. Whatever your inspiration, start your spring with durable colors that last all season with Bare Premium Plus paint starting at $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.